35 minutes past 2 o'clock. You're listening to the 123 Show. Right, uh, time for a bit of trash talk. And on trash talk uh, this week, Marcy Trent Long talks to Diane Van Swanenberg from Coconut Matter about her experiences, about her environmentally friendly startup, and also making eco-friendly products. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. Hope everyone is trying to stay waste conscious during this difficult coronavirus time in Hong Kong. Let's stay optimistic and maybe use this time to reflect on wellness in our own lives. For instance, what's in your skincare cabinet? What kind of packaging does it use? And are the ingredients really as healthy as they say on the label? Well, today we're going to chat with someone who felt her bathroom cabinet was not as sustainable as it should be and did something about it. Diane Van Swanenberg started a sustainable beauty products business called Coconut Matter. Welcome to the show, Diane. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So tell us more about Coconut Matter and how you started it, because that story is really great. Uh, Coconut Matter is still a journey um, to today. We started more like I want to spend time at home with my daughter. And I also want to take the opportunity to share values with her. Values that I found very helpful working for my family when I was little. Um, So I wanted then, I think the best way is actually through having a business and getting her involved. Value of hard work. (laughs) Values of working with people. Um, all that so then the first thing I wanted was just to do good I, d- I don't know where to start right most people don't know where to start and I started Coconut Matter as a business to help the Solomon Islands to distribute the coconut oil that they make right did you take a trip there with your daughter or you just uh, found it on the internet or I, I found it on the internet um, I met the family uh, that actually runs the social enterprise from Canberra, in Canberra. Uh, so I met the family, really, really amazing founder, and uh, I was very motivated by how, or inspired by how they do it, because it's actually, during those times, we're talking about 2014, it, they, everything, the whole production was zero waste, nothing was wasted from the material to, to post um, production, they are graded and different grades are used for different purposes. So to me, that's very inspiring. Right. That was the coconut. So were they already doing the coconut processing when you came to them? Yeah, they were. And they were getting better at it and starting to say, oh, we've got so much supply, but we need someone to help us sell them. Perfect. And I thought, oh, I can do this. (laughs) Tell us the steps of the coconut waste then, how that works. Um, So, you know, in the Solomon Islands, it's it's a tradition that every single dad will plant a coconut tree when a child is born. It's basically like our tradition you provide for your children, right? A coconut tree is amazing. The leaves can be used to build houses, the roof or huts, uh, the trunks can be built can be used for building houses. Obviously, the coconut itself, you can provide water and food. So it's basically shelter and food. That's what it represents. So in in the Solomon Islands, there's so many coconut trees. Uh, And the whole process, because they they need to protect their island, they won't um, use chemical, they will actually use every bit of the coconut that's 
post-production, you know, from the shell to the meat uh, to the water, everything's been used. And then once the oil is produced, it has to be grated. So grade A goes into the bottle that we bring to Hong Kong uh, and we we, we have them available for our customers. Great B's go into making soaps and great C's go into local um, biofuel, you know, light, you know, because they are all candles, right? That's and, right. And so I just thought, wow, that's so inspiring that everything is done. It's not, there's no waste. Unfortunately, when I brought it to Hong Kong, uh, doing good wasn't the norm, <laughs> not even today, it's not the norm. How long ago was that? <laughs> that was 2015. Um, so it was very, very hard because obviously I I oh, encourage fair trade. So I, I'm, I cannot compete with coconut oil from Philippines or Thailand or Sri Lanka. So my price was premium and also the quality is very good because we're not factory made. From the, day, from the moment they opened the coconut to when it's processed into oil, it's only within an hour. So having used coconut oil for many years, I find this oil the best um, because of the way it's been processed. But that's because I've used so much of it. (laughs) But if you're new to coconut, you just think every, all the coconut oil is the same. And if doing good is not top of your priority, then uh, causes, then it's tough. So... Yeah, it's yeah. hard to get a big market share right? <laughs> and a big value. I thought it w- there would be, but uh, there wasn't really. Uh, iHopes was where most of the expat buy their coconut oil, and the locals obviously buy from Thailand and Philippines. Yeah. Right. But then it seems like your products have expanded from coconut oil, though, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I, you, I, you had There were two, a couple, a couple things that were interesting on your website. I, I must say there's opportunity if you look everywhere especially in the in 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 the world of trash (laughs) um it started because uh we collect mm, trash from the beach i i live by the the sea on the beach and um we started to see a lot of uh plastic waste uh coming to the beach especially um i don't know if you were here in hong kong then but typhoon hato was really a, a wake-up call because, you know, yeah, Stanley that- Beach was coated uh, with everything. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, we did a lot of cleaning and through the cleaning and picking up, I, I truly encourage every listener to do beach cleaning because once you pick up this rubbish and if you are a problem solver, opportunist or entrepreneur, you will see opportunity in the rubbish because there's so many things you could do with them uh, and they're there. You it's just, so true. You just have to find ways to design product differently, ways to produce product differently and they're there. And, you know, and, and because I was picking up a lot of plastic rubbish floating up, I was like, oh my God. And sometimes, you know, most of the rubbish are f- from our bathroom, like shampoo cont- containers, uh, you know, kids' toys, lots of kids' toys, um, food, snacks, packaging. And then I can see packaging is a major issue. And so I kind of pivoted, saying, okay, I have this wonderful oil that no one is actually 
prepared to pay a premium for. <laughs> and it's fantastic. I can make something with it. So I basically went to learn how to formulate products. Um, and I look at how I can design the product differently, including the packaging. Uh, that was really tough. Was it tough? Very was it tough. difficult to find Even people to do today to... is tough. Mm. Uh, because if you want to achieve zero waste, the devil's is in the details. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, you because when I first started looking into this, it was in 2016 and there wasn't suppliers, right? People are like, okay, how, how do you do it? Because it will affect the shelf life. So even when I talk to chemists to help me develop the product, the first thing they say, no, 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 that will affect the product shelf life. It will, mm. there's, there's a lot of things that you need to consider. From product design point of view, it's, it was tough. And then the packaging, there's no suppliers that were actually doing it then. And if you find one, the cost is very high. So, you know, like a tube, I was buying at a dollar, a US dollars each in in the in 2016, and a plastic lip balm too is only 10% of the cost. Luckily, this has been always a, a passion project, so it's not a business intention. <laughs> so it's so you stayed motivated. Yeah, Thank I stayed God. motivated. I I always driven by problems. Yeah, so I kind of like, okay, you know, there, there must be something we could do. So it was more motivated as I want to solve a problem and uh, really figuring out how to formulate the product differently uh, so that it still achieve uh, product stability. And then the packaging, I must have gone through about five suppliers through, through the years because uh, paper is difficult to work with, even it for is. the suppliers, right? There's a lot yeah. of inconsistency. Um, like there were a time I used recycled paper. And then when I pushed the suppliers for assurance that it's food grade, um, it's actually biodegradable. Um, they couldn't assure me uh, because they say, you know, all these papers are collected and chemically reconstituted as a recycled paper there's no way you can be assured that these are going to be safe so i actually at one point was using recycled paper for my deodorant and i switched um, to virgin paper at the mm. moment actually recycled paper and virgin paper was costing me the same thing <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it is. People right think now. it's cheaper, it's but it's not. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was more of a, con a hygiene concern for me because at mm. the end of the day, I need to be safe for my consumer. Okay. Uh, so if if the supplier cannot assure me two things, one is it's safe, and second is actually biodegradable or compostable because they say there they could be so much chemical in the whole production that maybe it's not that good to our soy anyway mm. so that's what they were saying all right so that's a good thing to know keep an eye out yeah, for it's okay to have virgin paper sometimes for yeah. your deodorant or other packaging yeah don't so, need to have recycled paper so you know that as i said that was is, is in the in the detail that's because right. you know you ask questions so currently our deodorant is biodegradable uh, and through the, I mean, that was, I started about two years ago, moving to biodegradable. But then I later learned that it's still not good because we haven't got the facilities in Hong Kong. 
And also a lot of our customers, if they are elsewhere, don't have that facilities too. That's right. So I was like, okay, you know, this is not good enough. So we're actually going to compostable packaging, which was supposed to be launched in November. But because there was a huge demand in compostable materials, there's not enough uh, supply. Then I have the Chinese New Year, and now I have the virus. Yeah. <laughs> no one's getting anything. No one's getting anything, oh, so dear. that's that's delayed. But you know, I mean, I think because this always been a mission to solve a problem, so I always looking for what's the next best thing to do. You know, and it's, it's fabulous. And it's and and they are. Con- I have customers who are very demanding on me. Like I want you to be zero waste from day one, and and. And I would say to them, there's, there need to be a systematic change in the industry um, from the supplier, the, the whole supply chain, chain, and also from the consumer. Um, because if that doesn't happen, me little company cannot afford to pay a dollar for a tube because I cannot transfer that cost to my consumer, my That's customers. Right. Um, so can I ask, what are the different types of products and where can we find them? We mainly focus on plastic-free packaging, is, which is our lip balm, our lipsticks, and uh, our deodorant. And in Hong Kong, you can find them in stores like Leaf Zero, um, Organic We, um, Edgar, Edgar, and also our online stores. Yeah. Okay. And um, your online store is www.coconutmatter.com? That's correct. Right? Yeah. I wish there's more. Um, I mean, a, a lot of customers say, you know, I wish you're more available because that's only three or four stores. Um, and I think that needs to come from customers uh, because I, I did speak to some nice department stores uh, buyer and they say, you know, um, customers hasn't asked for it. I mean, we're talking about majority All of right. the community hasn't asked for it. So if you hear that, Trash Talk listeners, if you are going to the fancy stores like City Super, Great, or Marks and Spencers, please remind them that you'd love to see some more Coconut Matter products in their stores, or even Park and Shop, if, and, or Welcome, if you can get them to do that, which is hard. Yes, it is hard. Um, so thank goodness for the small business that's right <laughs> they are the innovator you know the change maker they're prepared to take risks and we need to support them especially in in times like now you know the, the small business would really need uh local support totally agree thank yeah. you so much for coming in diane You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks to Marcy Trentlong for this week's Trash Talk, and she was speaking to Diane Van Zanneberg from Coconut Matter.